While the New England Patriots may not be heading back to Foxborough with a Hollywood-style hangover, they are undoubtedly leaving Las Vegas with a significant sense of regret and a 1-5 record. Stick around. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots the daily part of your New England Patriots coverage and also your first listen every day. Subscribe or follow free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts to ensure that you get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I'm your host, Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me and let me know what's on your mind on Twitter or X or the Bird app, whatever you want to call it, at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. While you're out there showing some love to Locked On Patriots via social media, follow our account there as well at L-O underscore Patriots. And Pats fans, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And, Pats fans, your New England Patriots vowed to be better in Week 6. And, by all accounts, they were. Unfortunately for all of us here in Patriots Nation, not good enough to avoid another loss. This time, a 21-17 fall to the Las Vegas Raiders. A late sack in the safety of quarterback Mac Jones ultimately does them in, and the Patriots fall to 1-5 on the season. And there were plenty of missed opportunities the Patriots had to pull out the victory, including some additional Mac Jones miscues. Yeah, folks, there were a few. Not as many, but they are still there. An inexcusable drop by receiver Devontae Parker in the game's closing minutes. And, of course, penalties, which absolutely crushed the Patriots both early in the game and late in the game. But despite the loss, it wasn't all bad news for the Patriots. The running game did show some signs of life, and the defense, which unfortunately lost rookie Keon White to a head injury in the first quarter, had some players step up in a major way. Folks, there's a lot to break down in this one, and only one man can help us sort it all out, honestly, and with an opinion all his own. So without further ado, I give you the legendary Thomas Murphy of E2G Sports, Thank you for coming to me in friendship, and thanks for joining me today, Don Murph. I'm at my wit's end. I'm at a loss. Uh, I'm uh, really ticked off at the at the fact that that every team that the Patriots have faced for the last three weeks have stolen my keys, turned my keys, and used them to beat the New England Patriots. Mm. <laughs> There really is no other way to slice it. I mean, we Thank heard all week long. <laughs> oh, of course. Of mm. course. So we, Murph, we have said several times here on this pod, you are the man that Mondays were created for when it comes to Locked On Patriots. How can you have a hashtag Locked On Murph Monday without the Murph? Doesn't work, folks. But I'll tell you what else doesn't work. A one in five record for your New England Patriots. I don't think any of us thought that this was a below five win team. And unfortunately, my friend, we're facing that possibility. Uh, And it is a distinct possibility for these New England Patriots. We heard all week long, the Pats are going to start over. There was going to be a new beginning in Foxborough. And they were going to carry that with them into the Nevada desert. 
undisciplined play, inability yep. to execute in the clutch. Yep. And in turn, they dropped this week six contest, 21 to 17 to the Las Vegas Raiders at Allegiant Stadium. And of course, the Patriots falling to one and five on the season. Now, the Pats really had nowhere to go but up, Murph, if we're being very right. honest. And weeks four and five was just absolutely abysmal. They exhibited some signs of life on Sunday, if we're yep. being fair. Um, ending a 79-point scoring against streak by their opponents, 10-quarter touchdown drought. All of these were ended on Sunday. I can't believe we're using these terms to describe a Patriots team, but we right. are. This is the reality in which we live. Um, 17 points on the board. This How was a big that? point output for the Patriots, considering what we've seen the last few weeks. But in the end, Raiders linebacker Max Crosby, I think, delivering a game-sealing sack on yeah. Mac Jones in the end zone. To me, just the ultimate microcosm for this season. Um, before we get into some of the X's and O's on this, because there's plenty to break down here, folks, your thoughts on this game, what ran through your head as you continued to watch this unfold in Las Vegas on Sunday? You no, know, just just another messy start. Just another messy start to it. Uh, the Patriots could do nothing in the first quarter. Uh, I think they had uh, 10 penalties on the day. and Four of them came in the first quarter. Four of them came in the fourth quarter. And a couple others were sprinkled in there. Um, one was not not accepted, so it was 11. And um, you, you can't start this way. Uh, you know, time and again, we hear about this vaunted Patriots defense. And, and time and again, they can't stop anybody in the first quarter. Um, granted, the, the Raiders only scored three points, but they scored 10 in the second. And once again, you know, the Patriots were down 13-3 uh, to three by the halftime. It's... Mm -hmm. It's really aggravating. We, we, we're, I, I'm sure, you know, we're, we're going to we'll, we'll get into the running game in, in a bit and the passing game. But um, Mac has got to establish himself as a, uh, a, a uh, right now I would settle for a competent quarterback. All right. We talked about last, mm -hmm. last Friday, we talked about the keys and winning the turnover battle. And I said right here, it can't be a push. You can't be a push in the turnover battle this week and uh, and have the, the uh, Patriots come out on top of it. And it was. It was a push, and the Patriots didn't come out on top of it. And part of it was that uh, that wonderful uh, interception that that uh, that Mac threw, um, you know, trying to hit Hunter Henry on the on the run. And it, it, it's not happening. Hunter Henry was so wide open. You could have driven a semi around him mm. and Mac missed him. Mm. How do you do that? I mean, you could have circled a semi trailer around him and Mac overthrew him and, and, and set up points. For you. It, it you can't do it. You just can't no. do it. Again, it comes down to decision-making under duress yep. and inability to make the plays when they need to most. Now, we will get into a controversial play, folks, in just a moment because there was an opportunity toward the end of this game where Mac did, in fact, make the throw he needed to make. And unfortunately, the Patriots were on the opposite end of the luck train when it came to that. Or was it more of a poor execution train? Murph and I will discuss that matter for you in just a second. But I'm glad you mentioned the interception because this is really, I think, a very fitting description of how the Patriots season has seemed to go. Early on, the Patriots are driving, they're making their best attempt 
to try to get down and add points on the field before the end of the half. You've made a great point. I don't think I can describe it any better as to how wide open Hunter Henry was, folks. I don't think Murph is exaggerating in this situation. No. I really do believe you could no, have fit I that have size a class of a truck. A license. In- I, I can tell you right now, I can yeah. pull a rig right mm-hmm. around there. Mac is scrambling. He's jumping. It was a lob downfield, which wasn't really a very forceful type throw. And Trayvon Morig, I mean, was just basically in the right place, the right time, mm-hmm. grabbed that he's going to make the most of that. And it absolutely kills the momentum of the New England Patriots, who desperately needed momentum right at that time. Again, they find themselves back at the goal line late in the fourth quarter. False start, illegal shift delay of game these penalties cannot happen the penalties are happening early and they're happening late they're happening exactly when the patriots are starting to build momentum and these are absolutely killing them i think you articulated that perfectly murph a lot of self-inflicted wounds left on the field at allegiant stadium yesterday without question it really is you you can take this is the 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 other side of the the 2023 um the 2022 coin all right when it was the Patriots that were in the right place at the right time, when it was the Patriots that were turning the turning uh, their opponents over and scoring points off those turnovers, that's not happening this year, and that's why this team is one and five. Mm-hmm. It's it's still basically the same team on the offensive side of the board doing the same kind of work. You know, maybe maybe you know Mac has been even a little less successful. Uh, than he was last year during that frustrating year that he had. But the defense is simply, while they're stepping up and keeping the opponents from scoring a lot, not, you know, when you take out last week and the week before, right. <laughs> um, you know, of course, but but still, this is a top-rated defense in the NFL. All right, mm-hmm. they are just not turning the ball over and they are not scoring those points. Kyle Duggar is not running balls in for on pick sixes. Mm, absolutely. And when you're not getting points off of turnovers on the defensive side of the ball, and you're committing turnovers that mm. lead to points for your opposition, folks, it's a recipe for disaster. And as it we've is. said, there's really no mystery as to why this team is one in five. Locked on Patriots listeners and viewers, we hope you are enjoying the wisdom and counsel of myself and Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com right here on Locked on Patriots, a proud part of the Locked on Podcast Network your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Patriots is brought to you in part by Game Time. And folks, we've all been there. Whether you want tickets to the big game, your favorite musical artist, you just can't seem to find an easy and affordable way to do it. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater, and events near you. Season Celtics, regular season Bruins, and acts from Travis Scott to Andrea Bocelli, just a few of the exciting events coming to the Boston area on Game Time. And with their killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. GameTime is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. All-in prices, they show your total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal without all those hidden fees. They're actually obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets, and the GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and the roll for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. 
Terms apply. So again, create an account and redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Locked On listeners, football season is here, and there is no better time to use Prize Picks, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling against thousands of other players, including all of those pros and sharks out there, you pick more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection and watch the winnings roll in. Price picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more than or less than on their projected stats, and place your entry. And with the Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for NFL games and for college football top 25 matchups. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, the player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. And as Patriots fans, we all know how valuable that injury insurance can be. So don't delay, do it today. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use the code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's a first deposit match up to $100 by going to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use the code LOCKEDONNFL. Picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Murph, I don't think we'd be doing our job unless we spent some time on the final series. I alluded to it just a few moments ago and yep. being at the goal line and the penalties, but there were blunders made by the New England Patriots in this session, in this series, that essentially doomed them to a 1-5 and five record because they had their opportunities to yep. pull this one out, even though they did not play their best game. It was a lot better than what we've seen the last couple of weeks, but it is still not, I think, the best of what this team can give you. But they're not giving us any sort of confidence or not giving us any sort of hope that we're going to see anything more than what we're seeing out there. I guess we'll start with the first play in the series, and that is the drop from Devontae Parker, second and 11. Mac Jones drops back. I thought this was one of the best throws I've seen Mac make in quite some time in a game setting. I thought Maybe he was poised, got the ball to Devontae, hit him right in stride, gave him even the opportunity to advance a little bit beyond oh, yeah. where the ball hit, maybe at around the 47, 48-yard line. This was going to advance past midfield. Now you're looking at the Patriots all of a sudden just needing a couple of plays to get into field goal range. I know the way the Patriots have played offensively, that's not a given, but if you complete a pass like that in that stage of the game, that's going to give your team a lot of confidence. It's going to really raise the spirits and I think uh, raise the excitement level on that sideline and especially on that field. So Patriots were well suited into doing that. Correct me if I'm wrong, Murph. I think this is absolutely a throw. Devontae Parker has to haul in. This one I don't put on, Mac. This is on Devontae. No, exactly. Uh, it, It was a dime. It was a dime, and and he he dropped the dime, you know, and he didn't own it after the game. Yeah, it yeah. might have hit me on on the fingertips, and and I the the lack of accountability there really um, drove me up the wall. This is a man that that the Patriots extended this year, gave a a uh, a raise to, and he has not done any. What do you have? Four targets and 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 two catches yesterday. 
Mm. Come on. Come on. Uh, actually, you know, one catch for seven yards. One catch, on two one catch yeah. for seven yards. Mm-hmm. Um, this was this was a, a beautiful play call. Uh, mm-hmm. It was one that the defense was not expecting. Uh, Parker got out and he beat his man. He um, yeah. he was faster than the uh, the help that came over. And I just I don't understand. When I saw the pass leave Max Max hands, I said, "Oh, this has got a chance. Mm-hmm. This has got a chance. If he doesn't underthrow this, this has a chance." If Parker doesn't uh, outrun this pass, it's got a chance. And it was perfect. The yeah. timing was perfect. Parker did not have to speed up, slow down, lay out, nothing. All he had to do was reach his hands out, but he had alligator arms, and it went off the tips of his fingers. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I've said this for years. If you can touch the ball, you can catch it. It's Murphy's Law, and he mm-hmm. broke it. Yeah, and I think some may argue that the ball hit a little more than just the fingertips. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think he no, had no, no. the ability no, that to hit corral the, that it. right in the middle of his right right palm. Yeah, absolutely. Bottom line, I mean, this is this is what you're paid to do. You sign yep. an ex- a 10.8 million dollar extension in the off season. This is what you are supposed to do. And unfortunately, the Patriots did not haul that in, and it had a detrimental effect. Look, the Patriots did that off of what started on this drive was a holding call on Antonio Mafi. Credit to Mac, you know, stepping up and making the throw in the light of that. And then after this, you just saw uh, a gradual disintegration of yep. what the Patriots were Once trying again, to do it just offensively. Took, it just took the wind right out of everybody's sails. Yeah. Right. Delay of you, game you, penalty. And I'm sorry, but the blocking team of Mike Gusecki and Vidarian Lowe is not going to get it done against Max Crosby. No. He made quick work of them, got to Mac, and a, a two-point drop in the end zone essentially seals the deal for the, uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. Bill has said for years. For years, I could go down to Foxborough High School and get somebody to do this better. Well, he better go do it because Vidarian mm-hmm. Lowe does not belong on a football field. And yeah. having Mike Gusecki out there to chip mm-hmm. is it w- was moronic. It was it was actually yeah. sub-moronic because the, yeah. the man can, can't block a sneeze. He's not a blocker. Yeah, exactly. He's not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're sending someone out there that's not accustomed to doing the job to do a job that – seasoned blockers would have difficulty with. right crosby is an absolute stud at this position I mean, nobody can deny that and he's going to be able to get his regardless but you have to put competent blockers you have to put competent obstacles in his way to do that and he didn't do it and look there is a layer of blame that could be uh, you know put on mac jones's shoulders he did not take the opportunities in front of no, him. he could have checked yeah. that down and he could have he could have you know, extended and had a chance on fourth down, and he did not. It, it, yeah. Was it Ramondre that was that was there? I have yeah, not he been had able the... to rewatch this this game, folks. Yeah. I'm sorry. There was a lot of single reads in this game. Okay, mm-hmm. there wasn't scanning. There, 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 he has no time to do it. I understand, but even when he had time to do it, he was zeroing in on his first read and not going through the progressions and then going back to the first read because he's simply afraid that he doesn't have enough time and that somebody's coming off that right side. No, it's true. And when you play gun shy like that, when you Mm -hmm. play wary of the pressure, it's going to lead to more difficult problems. It's going to lead to issues. And it's also leading to Mac trying to do too much in one sitting. And that's exactly what you saw on this play last night. I caught this on my second viewing of the game where originally, like I said, I was willing to chalk it up to bad coverage. Mac had insufficient time to react. He ran into Max Crosby because 
Darian Lowe and Mike Gusecki simply did not do their job. Right. That's a part of this. But at the same time, you have the angle check down to Stevenson in front of you. It's not ideal, but you use it no. in order to advance the ball. It gets you out of that end zone. It puts you inside the 10, put your back against the wall with a fourth down. It beats holding the ball a few seconds or two too long. Right to try to get it all back in one play. That lost yardage was something Mac is processing in his head. He's thinking, I have to do this all in one sitting, and you don't have to. And no. that's the difference between a quarterback that's making sound decisions and a quarterback that's trying to play not to lose or not to humiliate himself. That's the hole the Patriots have dug themselves into now. That's it, you know, and you can come right down to it. You know, the 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 offensive holding on Mafi, you know, the delay of game penalty, it, it, it was it was just I, I'm at a loss for words that that we can actually say on air. That's true for how <laughs> really I want to describe this. this Absolutely, this last because, drive. because we are a family network here on Lockdown Patriots and across the Lockdown Podcast Network. So I thank you for that, my friend. But bottom line, uh, it does it results in unfortunately a Patriots one in five record at a 21 to 17 loss. Before we take our leave of the offense, though, however, yep. my friend, wanted to give a little, just a few minor props to the Patriots running game. Ramondre Stevenson, Ezekiel Elliott, finding a little bit of traction. I also want to give some credit to Bill O'Brien, who I thought did a good job of mixing in inside zone, uh, call the occasional jet sweep, just like you have predicted he should be doing all along, Murph. He finally yep. did take one of those keys, and it led to some good stuff for the Patriots on the field, including a it jet did. sweep from Kendrick Bourne. It did. The the jet sweep from Kendrick Bourne was a nice little play, but but more importantly, the the inside zone runs, which I've been mm-hmm. calling for and calling for and calling for. Stop trying to get to the edge with this crew, okay? Because it's not going to happen. The inside inside zone runs are um are the way that that you need to go right now with with this line that you have pieced together. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to throw a little bit of water on this. All right. Um, Josh McDaniels basically pulled out an old defensive scheme that, that I had called for, written up, talked, talked to many people about ad nauseum in begging the Patriots to run the ball. Hmm. Okay. That's, that's what they did. They begged the Patriots. They, the Patriots got the job done and they moved the ball. But they weren't exactly stacking the box against the Patriots. They they knew they could put up um, points on the board, and what they wanted the Patriots to do, the Patriots did. They um they matriculated down the field. They they chewed up a lot of time in the second half running the football, and uh and that was just fine with uh with the Raiders because they knew that you know the way that um with the weapons that they have on that side of the ball. Uh, they were going to be able to score if they they wanted to, but you know they they didn't. The, the Patriots defense stepped up, and if they had just managed that clock a little bit better in the second half and gotten down the field a little bit quicker, um, they might not have had their backs against the wall at the end of the game. Sorry, mm-hmm. I, I I do. I want to give Stevenson. I want to give uh give Zeke the the credit that they they had the 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 touchdown that that got called back. Was was just agree? Oh my God! It was just yeah, I felt so bad for those guys. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Really, they've been on the unfortunate end of bad results. I mean, you can yeah. make the argument whether it was luck, whether it was lack of preparation or lack of prowess. 
that's all fair game, but the Patriots have been on the opposite side of good breaks more than they've been on the good side of good breaks. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, that's another example. Of Penalties what this keep digging them through. a hole and digging mm-hmm. them, you know, helping to dig so that hole. And it, it's just awful. It's just yeah. awful. That's the, the only thing Devontae Parker uh, got right in his after uh, after game speech in front of the locker uh, in front of his locker that that penalties are killing us but that was just more of him deflecting from the fact that he didn't pull in that ball mm-hmm. and unfortunately whether the ball was pulled in or not whether the safety is made or not the patriots once again find themselves in a nearly insurmountable hole now heading into a week seven matchup with the division leaders and the defending division champion buffalo bills and we're going to get to the bills later on this week folks but right now we're still trying to digest the loss to the las vegas raiders in the nevada desert silver linings murph against the silver and black how about that there were actually a couple and they came from the defensive side of the ball when we wrap up today's conversation murph and i are going to discuss those silver linings and why the patriots defense might have shown us a little something to believe in heading into what's going to be a long and winding road toward 2024 more on the patriots loss to the raiders and also by popular demand yeah, Murph, we got to do it. The T word will be mentioned here before the end of the program. So stick okay. around and stay locked in to this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On listeners, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster. And here's the best part, folks. They help you do it for free. You won't believe how easy it is to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs until you try it. Just make sure you add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one at delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to, and they help you do it faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Patriots fans, once again, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here on Locked On Patriots. And of course, as you can see, joining me today, as he does each and every Monday, we've had one too many melancholy Mondays now in a row, Murph, but unfortunately, that is the situation we find ourselves in. The legendary Connor Murphy, Fisto himself, Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com, and Murph, we've talked ad nauseum right now about Mac Jones and the mental mistakes that he continues to make. We talked a little bit about the running game. We have digested the final sequence in the New England Patriots comeback attempt yesterday, including Devontae Parker's drop. But one thing yep. we haven't mentioned is the Patriots' defensive effort. Right. It's a great God. Matthew Judon, Christian Gonzalez, Jack Jones, Marcus Jones, all on injured reserve. Jonathan Jones is banged up himself. He's yep. out there trying to give you everything he could. Josh Uche is nursing an injury. He spent time out of the game yesterday being looked at. 
there is so much from this team right now that is coming up on the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to injuries, especially on this defense. But yet the New England Patriots found a way to keep this one not only competitive, but also ward off some pretty good defenders, some pretty good uh, you know, offensive players at uh, times. Yep. Jabril Peppers and Jelani Tavai may have combined for the hit and interception, maybe right. of the first half of the season. Um, your thoughts on this before we get into some of the other defensive improvements? This was textbook. After after that hit, I t- I tweeted out that um, you know to bookmark this because this may be the high point of the Patriots season. <laughs> it definitely was to date. Um, the, the the Patriots um, set a a a tone, a, a, a tone of physicality in this game that, that we haven't seen to this point in time. And the, the hit that Peppers laid laid out there was was just, yeah, as you said, textbook. There, there was no way anybody could scream about the way he went about his business. He, Tavai, Christian Barmore was just, were just phenomenal in this game. Barmore, um, multiple run stops in 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 the game including a play late in the fourth quarter where he just shot a gap and and made a tackle for a loss in the backfield on uh third and one i think there was um just more than two minutes in the game left there the 230 something like that but but no it's it's they're finally getting an identity and and hopefully this carries over as these guys that that Mike just mentioned get back into um, into pads and back onto the field on Sundays. Uh, they are missing a lot. It, you know, this is this was a Jack Jones type of game, and I wish that Jack Jack had been there because uh, that physicality is needed. Those those hits are needed. They need to make up for a lack of Matthew Judon. They need to be able to um, to shut down the uh, the best wide receivers in this game. The, the, the Patriots were able to shut down um, their their number one weapon this week, and the other guys were were kept in check in in, in a really fine way. You, you can you can talk about um, the touchdown that was that was given up and the lack of a missed assignment there. But what are you going to do? It's football. People are going to score. This defense is is finding itself and finding itself at the right time. And I really don't want to hear that that they did it against a backup quarterback. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we've gone through that type of discussion several times here on Locked On Patriots. And yeah, there are different degrees in talent level of players that you're going to face, especially quarterbacks. But if you're an NFL quarterback, especially a veteran that's been in the league 15 years, they are very savvy at being able to know how to beat a certain team and how to manage a game well, especially when that gentleman that we're talking about, Brian Hoyer, by the way, folks, has spent yep. an awful lot of time under Bill Belichick here in New England. So he's well-suited to be able to neutralize what the Patriots do well. The Pats still found a way defensively to keep these this team in check. I think you made a great point about J.C. Jackson and the coverage that he provided and right. showing that he can be a lockdown corner in addition to being a ball-hawking corner with a nose to get after the football. I think you'll see that more as he becomes more comfortable, and he's coming up to speed very quickly 
that prior knowledge of the Patriot system coming in very handy when it comes to JC. But I thought the line, especially the front seven, really stepped it up from a bad performance just one week ago. You mentioned Christian Barmore, five tackles, one tackle for loss, two pass breakups. Anthony Jennings at the linebacker position has been very good in the absence of Matthew Judon. Six tackles, one for loss. Juwan Bentley chipping in with four tackles and two quarterback hits. That all helps to fill a void left by someone we have have agreed several times here on these airwaves, Murph, is irreplaceable. You can't necessarily come in and replace what Matthew Judon gives you off the field, on the field, just everything that the guy does, you're not going to replicate it. But what you can do is you can find ways to fill the void. And the Patriots are doing that quite nicely. I thought their front seven had a very good showing yesterday, and I thought they came in with a good game plan. So I take my hat off to the Patriots defensive coaches as well. This is not an easy offense to defend, regardless of who's under center. When you've got guys like Michael Mayer making catches and making yep. plays like he did yesterday, Devontae Adams, another world when this guy is in his zone, Hunter Renfro's capable of hurting you. There's so many different ways in which yeah. this team can beat you. Josh Jacobs had 77 yards rushing yesterday. Uh, just a lot for the Patriots to handle, and I thought they did a good job of keeping everything in check. Yeah, to, Tavai really set a tone early with the hit mm-hmm. that he put on Jacobs. He got he got flagged for it, and it, that was, you know, it was – you know, tad bit egregious, and uh, and I agree with the flag, but it did. It set the tone. It yeah. let it let the Raiders know that that what you've seen on film the last two weeks is not what you're going to get today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They came to play and they came to hit, and those are two things that the Patriots did well, especially Peppers, which is going to be on this season's oh, highlight yeah. reel, and it may be the yeah. Patriots' highlight of the year uh, because it just it was picture perfect and exactly what you're looking to see from a defense that needed a little bit of a spark. And I think they got that in this play. Murph, unfortunately, one in five season is not where the New England Patriots want to be. It's not where we want to be in the media. We don't want to be covering a one in five team. Uh, Certainly, most importantly, we know all of you everydayers out there, all of you locked on loyalists, but all of you Patriots fans, whether you're locked on loyalists or not, do not want to see a one in five team out there on the field welcoming the Buffalo Bills this weekend. But that is where we are, Murph. And we wouldn't be doing our due diligence unless we close today's episode with a little mailbag Monday question. And Murph, you knew it was coming. It's the most popular in our DMs all over the Locked On Patriots DM. It's a question everyone is asking. You see the social media posts. You hear all of the talking heads basically buying into the fact that this is exactly what the Patriots should be doing. I put it to you, my good friend, who see things us mere mortals don't see. Is the word tank in the New England Patriots vocabulary for the remainder of this season? Nope, not there. It's not there. It's not in the DNA here. Uh, It's it's not going to happen. Mac, believe me, Mac Jones is not going to go out there and tank so they can they can draft the next guy. (laughs) All right. The, the 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 gentlemen that that are uh, that are on the defensive side of this ball have too much pride to uh, to allow that to happen. The coaching staff has too much pride to allow mm-hmm. that to happen. Okay, we are not going to be we are not going to be known. The, the the Patriots would have never sucked for luck, you know, mm-hmm. if Tom Brady wasn't here. <laughs> that that would not happen. This is this you even if the patriots end up with the top 10 or a top 12 pick mm-hmm. okay i would 
not expect them to draft a quarterback in this. If by some way, shape, or form that that it does not go well and they end up with the top pick in the draft, yeah, I can see them doing it. But top 10 to no build around this guy, build this man a, an offensive line and see what he can do. Um, I, I don't care about fifth year options. Uh, I am, I'm, I'm not one of those people who say the cap is crap, but they can work around it. Go pick up the option and, and just go, there's no tanking in new England. There, there's no tanking. They, they could have a bad year. This could end up being 1990 people. You know, when the the Patriots went one in fifteen, you know, it could be nineteen seventy. How many of you remember nineteen seventy at two and fourteen? That could end up happening. You know, just a couple more a couple more injuries and they could they could seriously be a top five pick in this this year's draft. Mm. Do you, it, the amount of attrition that you can overcome is really difficult in this league. And right now, the Patriots have have lost so many impact players on both sides of the ball that uh, it, it's going to be really difficult. But they're not tanking. That's mm. not going to happen. That's it definitely is not in Bill's best interest. No, there's no question about no. it. The more they lose, the more he's going to continue to hear the rumblings. And he's the already hearing them stuff. loudly. And people are already calling for his job. I had people beating me last night stating that do they believe that Bill Belichick will announce his retirement or announce that he's leaving the team tomorrow morning. And I just, I rolled my eyes because that's where Patriots Nation is right now as a fan base. And I completely understand why fans are asking these questions. They're frustrated. They don't want to see this type of product out there on the field week after week. And say what you will, I think yesterday's loss is one that most fans can probably bear. But when it comes off of two absolutely decimating demoralizing defeats like they do like they had against the cowboys and the saints it compounds that and it makes this so much more difficult so it does this game the the, the entire season is aggravating because this game was was winnable they they should have won this game okay philadelphia was winnable miami was winnable those are you know that's three and three and i told you, you you can't with a team that that is constructed as this one is, with the problems that they have, you can't mm-hmm. afford to lose those games, and you did, because mm-hmm. you're also going to have those games like Dallas and like yeah. uh, New Orleans, mm-hmm. where there was just a snowball's chance in hell after mm-hmm. the first half of winning. And, you know, those games do happen when they're strung together. It makes it even worse, <laughs> uh, yep. especially for the fan base, because you're, you know, now dealing with 10 straight quarters of no touchdowns. You're dealing with a 79 point scoring streak against before you can actually put points up on the board. These are not things that Patriots fans are used to seeing. But all good things come to an end, Murph. And we are now staring at a new beginning and a much needed new beginning. And, um, uh, you know, we'll see whether that means a new man under center, whether that means a new man on the bench uh, is still all up for fair game. And I think those are conversations. It, it, it really is. There, there are there are conversations that are going to be have to be had at the end of this year about mm-hmm. uh, this coaching staff, about the way this roster was constructed mm-hmm. and how it's going to happen moving forward. But we've got a lot of games to play in between now and then, and I don't right. see any changes happening. Uh, in that, and we're, but you know, on 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 a good note, we are trending upwards. You know, Mac Mac had uh, a better than decent game. I'm going to give yes. him that. He had a better mm-hmm. than decent game. He threw for what 260 some odd yards. 
Uh, the defense um, had had a fantastic showing. Just what they did in the in the red zone. All right, the the Raiders were one for six in the red zone, one for six, and it took a broken coverage for them to get that that score. Hats off to Jacoby Myers. Okay, I got. You know, I was wrong though. He didn't throw for he didn't throw for a touchdown pass. Yeah, we thought we were going to see that. Unfortunately, <laughs> well, fortunately for Patriots fans, we didn't. Right. But unfortunately for the Raiders, they weren't able to incorporate that. But uh, yeah, they uh, they That's did it. show. Um, and other people thought it too because the odds were were not in in my favor for putting twenty bucks down on it. Yeah, it's true. There really is. And I think a lot of people were surprised that we didn't see it. Who yeah. knows? Maybe that was the genius of Josh McDaniels. Psych them into thinking yeah. they're going to see Psych it and then not it. give it to them. And then not yeah. doing it. Exactly. But no, uh, it, one for yeah. six, held them to one for six in the red zone. That that was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the Patriots were two for two in the red zone yeah. when they got in there. But like I said, not getting down there enough. You know, we're we're not getting down into the red zone enough. I I expect to see uh, some more of that this weekend, hopefully. Absolutely. And hopefully we will see a lot more of that this weekend. The Patriots are going to, once again, need to pull out all the stops if they want to remain competitive against the Bills team that can be had if you have the right yep. game plan and the right personnel. Unfortunately, Patriots haven't it. had either one of those correctly in the longest time. We're going to turn the keys later this week, folks. Do not worry. Murph is going to give us the path to victory, so stay tuned for that. But we are going to continue to break down the Patriots' loss to the Raiders, what it means in the short term and in the long term, give some grades, and we're going to have a lot of fun this week. So stay locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. And once again, I thank my good friend, the Connor Murphy Fisto himself, Thomas Murphy of E2G Sports for dropping by. And before I turn this over to Murph to give you some parting words of wisdom, Murph, I think we would be remiss if we didn't give our best wishes to two expatriates right now. First, most importantly, Damian Harris, a scary neck injury Thank suffered you. last night in the Buffalo Bills game with the New York Giants. Um, having the privilege of covering Damian up here in New England for a few years Having seen him in the locker room and on the practice fields, I can tell you, folks, there is not a more positive or encouraging no. player that I've ever been around. Always a smile on his face. Always, always. willing to lend a helping oh my hand. God. And such a hard worker. Uh, wishing him nothing but the best in his recovery. And hopefully all will be okay. The early indications are that he's going to be all right. And that's definitely yep. a good thing. So he's definitely the blessings cat. to you. Yeah, you know, really with is. that smile. Const the constant Cheshire cat yeah. grin that he's had on his face, he, just a class individual and, uh, and somebody that, that we're sending all the good karma to, and hopefully he'll be, uh, um, okay, upright, walking right and, and back on a football field, uh, you know, God willing. Absolutely. And, um, of course, in, uh, the game that we watched yesterday, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo exiting after the first half yep. with a back injury transported to the hospital. Uh, Josh McDaniels did not have an update no. on Jimmy last night. Looks like at least, um, you know, the, the seriousness factor may have passed him by, but this one could have long-term implications for the Raiders this season. Again, Jimmy, the consummate professional, just unfortunately decimated and on the wrong side of a lot of injuries throughout his career, but uh, um, a good good man. And uh, we definitely yep. wish him the best in his recovery efforts as well. So Locked On Patriots sending a lot of good karma and best wishes out to Damian Harris and Jimmy Garoppolo. Just because you're not in a Patriots uniform anymore no. doesn't mean you're no longer a part of the Patriots no. fan. Forever New We're England actually means that. Absolutely. Well said, my friend. And because it's well said, 
please take us home today. What can we expect from the great pen, the great voice of Thomas Murphy in the coming days and weeks leading up to a week seven matchup in Foxborough this weekend? Well, you know, it, it, it's playoff season in baseball. There's still baseball happening out there, folks. And I got a nice little piece up there uh, this morning about the Texas Rangers uh, um, coming out and, and just smacking just smacking the, uh, the the Astros from the mound. It, it was it was a beautiful pitcher's duel last night, and I hope all some of you at least uh, got to see it. I had that on the big screen. I had the the football uh, game on the on the little screen because it's it's baseball. Baseball is life here, and uh, and of course I'll I'll have a preview up later on the NLCS. And I'll be following that all week long. Uh, and of course, on Friday, you can catch my uh, my monster keys to uh, to beating um, yeah, the Bills. I'll be <laughs> nice and just call them the Bills. Yeah. Keep a sharp eye out over the weekend, folks, because you might see Murph hop back up on these airwaves and on your YouTube screens to turn some of those keys heading into Sunday's game against Buffalo. But in the meantime, folks, we thank our good friend Thomas Murphy for dropping by today, as he always does. For Mailbag Monday, Melancholy Monday, but most importantly, for hashtag Locked on Murph Monday. And a special thank you to all of you everydayers out there, all of you Locked on Loyalists, and make Locked on Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. I cannot thank you enough for that. My unending loyalty and my unending appreciation to each and every one of you. And in that vein, I'm your host, Mike DeBate. On behalf of Thomas Murphy of E2G Sports, we remind you to stay safe and to stay well and to be the change that you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow on Locked on Patriots. Get me to the red zone. Highway to the danger zone.